From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America. Welcome to the Valley. Welcome to the Super Bowl. Welcome to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And it's here. It's here. It has finally arrived. This is Super what? Bowl week. Oh, Super Bowl week? Is that what it is? Man, it's a great time in the it's Valley. It's a great time. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of people here. Man, I can't believe all these high-end jet setters flying into the dust bowl. It's it's a high end event. It that's, is the, it is the, the event. event to be too. You know, I think this is the Super Bowl. Uh, it's it's coming up on Sunday. If you don't already know by now, because the media today's media day here. <laughs> who, who doesn't know? I thought it was Saturday. No, I don't know. There's some people out there that might not know that don't care. You mean there's something going on? Like we're trying to elect the president of the United States of America. We're trying to elect the president, but I'd rather see Hillary and Obama go at it. That'd be more fun. But anyway, getting off the political side, the game is scheduled for Sunday. And guess what, Ray? I was so excited the other day when the Patriots landed, but they landed in the rain. But you know what the media said? When the Giants landed yesterday and I watched it on TV, I was so excited. I couldn't hold myself together. I was so excited to see those players come off of that plane and hop on those white buses. And they stopped the traffic and they let the buses go and everybody else had to wait. Well, it, it's just an exciting I was event. excited. Yeah, I mean, it's a very exciting event. Just to be a part of that, to see that, to be... It, it, it's electricity. The entire valley is on fire. This entire place is on fire. It's unbelievable. The party's going on in Scottsdale. All the stuff going on at the uh, University of Phoenix Stadium, where the Super Bowl is going to be held. That's the name of the stadium, by the way. And uh, the two teams, uh, today's media day. The, you're going to see it all over the country. Uh, all the TV stations are here, radio stations, international stations. In, in fact, ourselves, we're there. Hey, we're here, and uh, and you like to call us. Listen, you can call us. You can call us at toll-free at 866-472-5788, or there's another number. We have another number now, 866-472-5787. You may call in. We have some really cool guests coming on yeah, today. Yeah, we got we got some special guests today. And, and, and it, it, for me, you know, I, I didn't give my opinion last week as to who was going to win the game, and there was a reason why, because I wanted to wait, because there was a, a, a special friend of mine that was going to join this oh. show. And it, it's a surprise guest. But those who are really fans out there, there's a football connection. There's football in a bloodline of a very important person on this game coming up. In the, the IP. In the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's and it's, right. uh, it's, it's a, are we going to tell everybody? Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody. Listen, our, our special guest is going to be Tom McDaniels. Okay. And Tom is the father of the man behind the man behind the man. And who's the man, the man, the man? I, and that is Josh McDaniels. So Josh McDaniels is, is the, the offensive coordinator oh, okay. for the New England Patriots. Oh, okay. And he cool. is a fine young man. And I mean a young man who had the opportunity this this season. Am I at, a young at the man? end of the season. Am I a young man? Well, you were a young I, man. I wasn't a young man. But he's somebody that everybody's interested in. But it seems as if Josh is just interested in one thing right now. Winning the game? Making sure they win another Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. after that, remaining with the New England Patriots organization. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something, it's got to be something special to watch your son grow up under your wingspan, coach him as a high school quarterback, win a state championship. He goes on to college. This guy's a then winner. Then he becomes a, a college coach. And I think he was coaching with Nick Saban. You know, we'll get all those details. Mm-hmm. And then to get the opportunity to, to coach for the New England Patriots and coach Tom Brady. Wow. You know, I want to know what that's like. I want to know so we're gonna have his, we're gonna, So we're going to have his father, we're going to have his, Josh's father on the air to talk about 
how all this came about, and that should be a great interview. And Ray, some thank inside you, scoop thank you too. Huh? He's gonna give us some inside scoop. Inside, yeah, yeah. really, inside yeah. poop. Yeah, or scoop. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we we'll, we uh, anybody listening in the Phoenix area, if you'd like to meet us, we'll be at the. Uh, hey, I got another special wow. guest. Who? I was well, just gonna say you, something. You interrupted no, me. No, I got another you sound like special, my girlfriend. Another special guest. What? Who? All pro cornerback Hanford Dixon is going to call the show as well. Who is this? Hanford is going to give us. Hanford's going to give us some insight of what is it like Which to play, play against for? a great quarterback. You are obviously not a football fan. No, I'm not. One of the greatest defensive backs to ever play the game. Played for the Cleveland Browns for many oh. years. As a matter of fact, well, I'm not a Browns Hanford fan. also was on the list to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Really, I wasn't a Browns yeah. fan. Anyway, uh, if you're in the Valley um, this uh, tonight, we're going to be at the Donovan McNabb party. Uh, that's going to be held about uh, two, I think, 200 yards from the stadium. There's a big party going on there with Donovan McNabb and a lot of former NFL players, which, of course, Ray will be there, and I will be there. Yeah, I'm going to be there, but, you know, it can't be a good time for Donovan. I mean, it's great to have a party. It's great to enjoy yourself, and it's great to relax. But who wants to party over another team? Why well, do you, you want to be excited what? about you another team? You know, they team? were saying that last night on TV, on the news, that a lot of players don't like to come. They had Jay Taylor on Channel 12, and, you know, where Bruce uh, Cooper works. And Jay Taylor was a great football player, and he got hurt, uh, tore his Achilles tendon. Anyway, make a long story short, the guy said, Jay Taylor said, that he, if given the tickets to the Super Bowl, he wouldn't even go because it's like... You know, you finally, you almost get there, but you, you never got there, and then you're watching all these other guys playing, and you can't play, and he, it's, it's very hard for him to, it was very hard for him to get over that, and I think, Ray, you would feel the same way. You were very close at a, a couple times getting to a Super Bowl and, and never I, and made I, it. You're exactly right. right. I, I actually went to a Super Bowl. You went, I, I, I went, went to a Super Bowl, I, I too. I went to a Super I went to Bowl. One. I mean, when I was, pl- in fact, when I was playing, I went to uh-huh. two Super Bowls. Yeah. And uh, it's the type of thing where you, you sit feel? there and you're wondering, what the hell am I doing here? What am I sitting in the I'm stands? Not, I'm not. A, I'm not right. I, don't, I don't deserve. In fact, players that don't make the Super Bowl, they don't deserve to be in the stands. Right. They, they shouldn't. They go shouldn't be in the stands. Yeah, it's That's, for the fans, right? It should be for the fans because you're supposed to be out there playing. Right. And if you're not, that means you didn't get your. job Well, done. that's why the majority of players that are coming into town are partying in Scottsdale, having a good time, doing some business deals, like we're going to be doing tonight, hanging out with Donovan and all his crew and his posse up there in Scottsdale. No, in Glendale is where we're going, I guess. But we're going to be hanging out. And if you like to stop by, stop on by and say hi. We'll be yeah, there. But it, it'll it, it will be a good time, you know, for the players. If nothing else, I went for the experience of seeing. I wanted to know, what is the hype all about? What am I missing? And I went there, and, and I saw what I was missing, and I said that I wanted to be a special part of that so that people would be excited about, at that time, the Cleveland Browns making it to And you almost made it. Almost doesn't count. Almost doesn't count. Well, you know? almost is, you know, you know, that's the thing about professional sports. There are players out there, really good players, that have played on bad teams for years and years, and, and the Cardinals happened to be one of these teams, the Tweety Birds. There were a lot of great players. Now, the funny thing about the Cardinals – a lot of these players that were on the team like three, four years ago are on the Giants. Well, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Well, let me and let me address that. And the fact of the matter is that many times when a player leaves the team that he was drafted by or he first played for, he goes to another team and he tends to become a better player. He's, he's motivated. Right. He's motivated by the fact, how dare them cut me? How dare them trade me? How dare them get rid of me and think that I was expendable, that my talent was not going to help them go to the next but level? See, I'm not really downing the Cardinals now because it's over and it's over and, and you know, wait till next year. But there are a couple of players that were on the Cardinals that went to Tampa Bay. Uh, Michael, um, uh, he was a running back. Can't think of his name right now. And there was a linebacker, too, and I can't think of his name right now because we're, we're being inundated with stuff with the Super Bowl thing. But can't remember their names, but they also went to a Super Bowl after they left 
the Cardinals. It happens many times. If and now they got the Giants. If you'll check the rosters, you'll see they were there were people on current rosters that were previously on other teams that are now playing in the Super Bowl. As, as, ma- as a matter of fact, uh, you know, you, if you look at uh, you know Rodney, Rodney, the Danny Ainge of uh, football. Oh yeah. You know, Rodney had Rodney was uh, on the San Diego Chargers. Right. And Junior Sale, they were teammates. They were teammates, know? yeah. And and so now they're here, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things. I think Rodney, this is probably his third or fourth Super Bowl ring, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the New England Patriots. But it's one of those things where it's hey, you like to make it with the team of which you were first committed to play for. But if they send you packing, then you go to the other team and you're happy to be there. It, it's one of these things that hey, it only happens. For some people, once. For some people, it never happens. Never happens. happens, Never happens. You know what? You know what's really cool, though. They were saying about in New York, uh, the New York media back in the second week, third week of the NFL season. As Ray and I were talking about this, also, they were ready to chop off the coach's head. They were ready to chop off and cut up in pieces Eli Manning, run him out of town. These guys suck. Get him out. The New York fans were going crazy. And look what happened. So never, ever, and I think this goes out to the media, because we'll say this when we're down at the media center later on today and tomorrow, that you really can't say anything about anything until it's all until the fat lady sings. And the fat lady has sung. The fat lady said, the Giants are going. They run 10 games in a row, on the road, three, three in a row. I mean, absolutely amazing. And I really do feel and believe that the Giants are going to beat them. This will be the most watched Super Bowl ever. And I think... That if the uh, Patriots are knocked off their perch in the Super Bowl, how embarrassing is that going to be? That's why I think this game is just going to be absolutely terrific. Getting away from all the players, I just think they're going to go, and this game is going to be so, so good. It's going to just be unbelievable. we got somebody on the well, line. Listen, I, I don't want to hear what you're saying anymore because I, I oh, have a, I like, one I like, of my favorite like people myself in talk. the world and who's that, that is on the line right now. And who's now. on the line? And that is, for me, Coach Tom McDaniels. Coach, are you there? Yes, I am, Ray. How are you? I'm great, bud. How are you? Hey, Great. Tom. Hi, Fan Man here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Sam? Good. Great. Fan Man's my uh, co-host on the show here, and uh, you have not yet made it to the Valley. Is that right? No, I'm, uh, I'm leaving bright and early Thursday morning. Oh, great. I'm, I'm sure you and the family are pretty excited about it. We're real excited about it. Yeah, they, uh, uh, they, they provide us an opportunity to uh, see some place that we've never seen before, uh, be with family, and uh, watch a real good football game all in one. Well, Coach, you mentioned be with family, and I just, again, want to reiterate to everyone uh, how special it is for me to get a chance to speak with you on the air, uh, and it's got to be very special for you to have your son, uh, who at one time uh, was your high school quarterback, to be uh, coaching in perhaps maybe his second or third Super Bowl, and of course that is Josh McDaniels. So can you speak a little bit about this? Is this his second or third Super Bowl? This will be his fourth, Ray. He's got three rings. That's what I thought. Yeah, the wow, fourth. Wow, yeah. his fourth now. Wow. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, about the history and how he arrived uh, to where he is today. Well, he, he had a really good career for me at Kent McKinley. We had really good football teams and had a lot of success. And, and uh, you know, he grew up the, the, the son of a football coach, so he knew that it, it's something that he wanted to do as long as he could. He wasn't a very big guy, but, but he knew he was capable of playing a good Division three football. So he, he left McKinley and went to John Carroll University and had a nice little career there. And uh, following, uh, following graduation from John Carroll, uh, you know, I, I you know, reached out to some of the contacts, some of the people I've met during my coaching career, and we tried to set him up with a graduate assistantship. And, and he was fortunate enough to have one offered to him by Nick Saban at Michigan State. So he GA'd at uh, Michigan State with Nick Saban and, Obviously, you know the connection between Nick and, and Coach Belichick. They worked together when they were with the Browns, and 
you know, from uh, from Michigan State. You know, he he went to the Patriots as a uh, as an entry level guy in the personnel department. Uh, I think he spent a year there, and then he, you know, he made it clear to them, and they knew when he went there that he wanted to coach. And uh, he then moved into uh, the coaching uh, side of things. I, I believe he was a quality control guy for a year, perhaps on defense. Then he. Uh, I believe worked two years as the uh, the defensive assistant, you know, with uh, uh, Mangini and, and Romeo, and uh, then he moved over to offense as the, the quarterback coach. I think it was Charlie's last year as the coordinator, and then uh, when Charlie left, uh, he's pretty much coordinated things since that particular time. Well, coach, you mentioned the fact that uh, he got an internship with uh, Nick Saban, and, and of course, uh, Nick also was uh, my uh, secondary coach when I was at Ohio State my senior year. But uh, I and I know Nick pretty well, and and of course, I look at uh, Coach Belichick, who I uh, watched him from afar, you know, playing for the Eagles, and uh, he was coaching. Uh, it seems to me that I see a little bit of Josh in both of those guys. But let me ask you something: Is he a chip off your block, or is he a chip off of those guys? Well, I mean, there are people who will tell he's really a chip off his mom's block, Ray. But, 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 uh, <laughs> okay. but I like to think that that he got some of that from me. I, I like to think that he fell in love with the game of football because he he grew up, uh, you know, in Fawcett Stadium, right? He played for the Bulldogs, and 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 you know, you know, what kind of a lasting effect that can have on on any human being. And uh, so I'd like to think that that uh, you know I, I maybe introduced him to the game and, and allowed him to grow up in the game and and exposed him to it. He fell in love with it and, and obviously wanted to make a, a career and a lifetime out of it. Hey, Tom, one question. This is Fan Man. A lot of the uh, press and the media going crazy over uh, Brady's ankle. Has your son told you anything about his ankle? No, I know what you know. Okay. No, I know what you know. That's, that's all. And I know enough not to ask the wrong questions. Okay. Hey, Tom, if you can hang on there for uh, a few minutes, we've got to take a break and pay some bills. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, calling in. Got a few more questions, uh, and a, a few more callers will be uh, calling in. Anyway, you're listening to Voice America Sports on the Voice America Radio Network. My name is Fan Man on the Ray Ellis Sports Show, and we'll be right back after these messages. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. 
The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back, everyone. We're holding true. They said high school to the pros, and we have a great high school coach on the phone with us who happens to also be the father of the great offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. And that uh, young man is a man by the name of Tom McDaniels, and, of course, his son is, uh, is Josh McDaniels. And, uh, Coach, uh, speaking of that, uh, I-, I wanted to ask you uh, a question uh, ab- about coaching. Uh, because it seems like the New England Patriots, regardless of who they are able to put on the field when it pertains to the players, they always seem to win. Now, and I, I don't think you'll give me a biased opinion. I think you'll give me an honest opinion. Is it great coaching that wins football games, or are there, is it the great players? So can, can an average coach win with average players, or does he need great players to win? Well, I, I, I think you need both, Ray. And uh, I, I think that uh – uh, and I can only speak from from my own experience, but 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 I know that that when I'm coaching, uh, you know, great players, uh, you know, uh, Mario Manningham who played for me and played at Michigan, uh, you know, Percy Snow, uh, Chris Clax, uh, Jerome Perrin, uh, Mark Smith, uh, Greg Kins. When I'm coaching great players, I'm a better football coach. Now that 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 doesn't mean that that, that I can be lazy or or, or lackadaisical and, and not work hard at my craft. I think I have to work as hard as I can and, and, and try to put those great players in the best position to, to be successful. And, and I think that when we get that done, that's when you have a great deal of success. So I don't think average coaches can win with great players, and I don't think average players can win with great coaching. I, I think you really need uh, greatness on both ends of that thing to be successful. Well, let me ask you something. Speaking of that, then you talked about a, a work ethic and you talked about the players' uh, preparation. Uh, I think uh, there's a work ethic without a doubt there when it comes to Belichick. And, and when you look at Tom, uh, maybe you can give me some perspective from him, the relationship that he and Josh share. Uh, is he a workaholic? Is, is Josh and he together a workaholic? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, obviously, again, Ray, I know a whole lot more about Josh and, 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 and his work habits uh, than I do Tommy. I, I know what I know about Tommy from a distance for the most part. But, but I hear, uh, you know, people say on more than one occasion that, that you know, when you pull into a Patriot place, uh, you know, you've you got to be up at the crack of dawn to, to have your car parked there before Tommy Brady's car is parked there. And, and a lot of guys are leaving and the, the parking lot's empty and Tommy Brady's car is still there. So, you know, that, that's sort of a, a legendary thing that, that people often uh, make reference to when they well, talk about Tommy's, uh, Tommy's work habits. And, well, Tom, you think about it, and this is fan man, when you think about it, look at the way he plays. I mean, it, it does pay off. There's no question. There's no question. I, I don't think that, that, that talent alone isn't going to get it done. You know, and, 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 and I believe that it's a combination of talent and then, then preparation and planning and study and, and, you know, the off-season program. I think all of that uh, factors into the, to the, to the final outcome. And, and, and I know I talked to my son early in the morning on his way into work or I talked to him uh, on his way home from work late at night. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that he's making the full commitment. Now, how, how old is Josh? 
Josh is 31. Wow, he's doing really good. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, just right in one second. Do you think uh, that this will be his next step? The next step will be a, a, a head coaching career. Well, I, I, you know, we don't think that way. I, you know, I think I was taught that myself, and I've taught it to my kids. Uh, you know, to get the job you want, be great at the job you have. And right now, he's got a job, and he's trying to do that as, as well as he can. He's trying to be great at that job, and we pretty much let the future take care of itself, and I'm right, certain that right. that's, a, well, he that's sure, the, he, the path he, that he's going to follow. Right, he sure is great at it, though. I mean, he's uh, he has four Super Bowl rings, uh, a very, very talented uh, uh, individual who can, who can manage that team and motivate that offensive line, uh, you know, to do what it does. And it's just amazing that, uh, you know, he's uh, where he's at. It's just great, you know, to watch that. And watch Brady play. I mean, it's re- it really is good to see the way that team just really gets it together and plays well. It's just so, uh, for the fans, and I speak for the fans, that the fans can sit there and go watch this. Just look how great these guys play. It's well, in- incredible. And I want to comment on that, Coach. I, I think what happens when-, when you watch the New England Patriots play, you know, and you're a season ticket holder for the New England Patriots, or if you're just a fan and you're watching them play, you really feel as if those guys are earning their money. One thing that I, from a player, when I watch th- that team play, I see that they're making very few mistakes. One thing that I always tell my son, uh, who's an athlete, and, and by the way, uh, I'm sorry, Coach, what high school are you at now? I'm at Maslin Jackson High School. And we've oh, got a place for him, Maslin. Ray, if he wants to come play for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all righty. We're going to think about that one. But certainly, when I, and I tell my son, I said, now, son, I can take you to a high school game, I can take you to a college game, and I can take you to a program. And if I didn't know the difference of, you know, what level they were, I could watch the passing game pretty much and tell you if they were high school, college, or pros. And that's because there are mistakes made. And a lot of the mistakes that are made on the football field are mental mistakes, not physical mistakes, because they're all about the same talent. They're mental mistakes. And one thing when you see the New England Patriots, they don't make mental mistakes. Yeah, but what makes it so different with this team compared to everybody else? Why is it that, you know, they're 18-0, and 0, uh, you know, they, they, they are just – I mean, it looks like they're just out there having a good time. Coach, and, what do you and, see? I mean, what do you see? I mean, Tom, what, where, where is that? What, what is well, that? I, I can only guess, uh, but, but what, what, I, what I believe is taking place uh, is that, 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 that the Patriots make the game simple. A lot of times people want to make it a whole lot more complicated than it needs to be. But, but I think the, the, the first key to winning is, is to not screw the doggone thing up and give it to the other guy. And I, and I think that they, they get their players to buy into that. You know, if, if we don't make mistakes and if we minimize the number of mistakes that we make and we don't make any major ones and we make the other guy beat us, uh, that isn't going to happen very often because if they're not, you know, if the other guy's not coached the same way, he's going to mistake himself into a loss. And 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 I think they really get their players to to buy into that and to believe that. Well, coach, you know, you, that that kind of answered the question I was about to ask you next. And and because you are a high school football coach, and, and I'm sure you're aware of this, and many people out there that are listening to us are aware of this. You know, we get that product that goes on the field on a Sunday. It actually comes from the work that, that you provide and, and the input and the coaching. Give us a little insight of, of what do you do at the high school level to perhaps maybe increase the chances for these young men to go on to the next level and then perhaps maybe the level after that. What, what are you doing at that level, do you think, to try to produce the best football players that you can? Well, I think it begins with basics and fundamentals. If you have really good uh, fundamental players – uh, and, 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 and they get in a great stance, and they can take the proper alignment. Uh, they're positioning themselves to be successful, and we talk about those things an awful lot. We coach those things, and, and, and we, we try to make sure that our kids are in good stances. They are aligned correctly. Uh, they, they step with the proper foot in the proper direction. We, we coach all those little things, I think, Ray, that result in good results. 
and uh, and so I'm a big believer in those things. Uh, I'm a big believer that, that none of those things matter if you don't get great effort. So if we do those basics and fundamentals well, but we don't combine it with great, great effort, we don't get what we're after. Uh, and, and then I think you've you, you got to try to put kids in positions where they can be successful, uh, whether they're linemen, linebackers, DBs, running backs, wideouts. Uh, you know, we gotta we got to identify their, their, their talents and their abilities. And, and as soon as possible, if they're, they're in middle school or if they're freshmen, put them where they're going to be for me when they become juniors and seniors. So they've got a lot of experience and a lot of coaching prior to the time that they become varsity players. I think that's some great insight. And I, I hope those people out there that are listening, that they take that and uh, put that to good use. Coach, we're going we're gonna to kind of change it over a little bit. And we're going we're gonna to ask you a little bit of uh, questions, a few questions about uh, the opponents that are coming up this week. I'm sure as, as a football coach, you're very busy during football season, but I, I know it's over now. And uh, the New York Giants, uh, give us a little bit of an insight about what you think about the New York Giants football team. Well, I think that I can answer your question, Ray, by making reference to the game that they already played with the Patriots week 17. Um, okay. I think they did the right thing by playing everybody that they had available to them. I think they, they, did, they did the right thing by playing as hard as they could. I think that that game was great for football at any level. If you happen to see it, and I know the Patriots were fortunate to win. Yeah, I did. But, yeah, but it I was a too. great football game, and it did a whole lot for football, uh, not just National Football League football, but, but, but football in general. And, uh, and I think that game actually provided you know, the Giants with the kind of confidence that they need to be where they are right now. And, and I think it's going to be a, a, a great, you know, great Super Bowl. And, and, Tom, I think you're right, too. I think this is going to be the best Super Bowl ever. This, I mean, the Giants are coming off a 10-game you know, winning streak. Uh, they basically, on the road, won three games, beat Dallas. I mean, these guys, I mean, they, they got their confidence. And I, we were saying on the air earlier before you came on that uh, Tom Coughlin's head was ready to be kicked down Fifth Avenue. They were getting ready to get rid of Eli, kick him out. The fans were going crazy in New York. And you can't do anything until the fat lady sings. And, they, and these guys turned this team around and said, you know, we're going to go for it. And they did it. And that's why I think this Super Bowl is going to be just absolutely ecstatic this bowl yeah and i don't i i really don't think if you look at this new york giant football team you know michael strahan didn't come into training camp tiki barber you know retired jeremy shockey is not playing anymore uh i just don't think plexico bear plexico bears uh, uh has been hurt for a long time right he's been hurt and, all the time and, and i just don't think that people thought that they would make it this far and like you said that the coach's head was on the chopping block now coach I, I i don't recall ever that happening to you but just let's say if something like that would happen try to put yourself in a position how difficult is that for you know a coach to continue on with with his job knowing that uh his head's the on the chopping the fans, block right. you know the fans, the fans and the media crazy. the new york media is asking for your job well i don't know that i've ever been been under the kind of stress and strain that that, that tom coughlin's been under yeah, thank god it, coach you always beat Maslin. well we, we did quite <laughs> often and it was often enough to keep most of the uh the, the critics at bay but you know there were times when 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 uh you know we had some stressful situations both in canton and in warren and 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 i just know what i've learned from other people and, and that is that that can't be your focus you got to focus on the task at hand and you got to focus on the things that you can control and, 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 and to the extent that you can, you've got to ignore those things that you can't control. And Tom Coughlin's a veteran man. He's a tough guy, and I'm sure that that's what he did. And, and I'm sure that's partly why they are where they are. They've got a great leader who, who, who survived all of that mess and, and, and persevered and, and helped to get them to where they are. Well, one thing you said also is uh, you were happy that the Giants went in and they played their heart out and they played the last game as if it meant something. As a football coach, I, I mean, this is a Super Bowl, of course, but how do you ever play any game as if it has no meaning? 
Do I agree with that, Ray. But how many people were critical of of uh, of the Giants for playing all of their players that were available, and and even the Patriots for that matter? There was a lot of crit- and, and, and look lot- at the teams that mm-hmm. rested players. They're not still playing, are they? They're not they? still playing, are they? You know, Coughlin did that was a very smart move with Coughlin on that on that on, when he did that. Well, I, well, I, I, I agree. In the game, people didn't think it was a smart move, but, but yeah, but I see, but that's all they, the right they were saying. That, yeah, right. But Tom, they were saying back in week two to get rid of uh, Coughlin and Eli right. Manning. I mean, they're you know what? It's always you get away because you never know what, how it's going to turn out. You just never know. And people have been saying for a long period of time, this, this team stinks, this coach stinks. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. But look, look at them now. And I picked the Giants all the way through. I've been picking the Giants since about the ninth game or tenth game. And I said, there's something going on with this team. And when it finally got to uh, Green Bay and the Giants, I picked the Giants. I knew the Giants were going to go in there and kick Brett around, and they did. And they deserve everything to play this uh, against New England. And I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. Well, that makes you a lot smarter than a lot of other people. I wish I, I wish I would have gambled the, uh, the games. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Coach, please don't tell this man he's smart. I can't deal with fan man and getting compliments like that. But. Well, I'll take that. <laughs> Back then, thank Ray, you, okay? Tom. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, Coach, I just wanted to thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, Tom. You know, and no I problem. want you to know before you leave it, uh, the air and the show, that I'm rooting for the Patriots. I'm rooting for the Bulldogs. And, of course, that lets you know who's going to win. So thanks thank so much, Coach. Much. Good luck to you. I'll talk to you soon. Tom, thank All you. Right, I'll, see you in, I'll see you in Arizona, Ray. Great. Sure, no Bye-bye problem. Now. Okay. Thank you, everyone. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network for being patient with us as we talk to Again, one I think one of the best coaches around, period, even at the high school level. At the high school and level. now yep. okay. it's rubbed off on his son. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fat man. We'll be back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Hello? Hi, Bill. Uh, This is George Dewey from up the street. Oh, hey, George. How you doing? Good, good. Say, I noticed you've been walking to work these days instead of driving. Mm. And I uh, don't quite know how to say this, but... But... But what? But... But... Your butt. Your buttocks. Your butt. I think I found your butt on my front lawn. Have you recently lost it? As a matter of fact, I have, George. It's about time someone noticed. Well, it was kind of hard to miss, if you know what I mean. Anyways, would you like it back? Would I like it back? No, not really. 
So it's okay if I throw it out. Sure, that's fine. Take it easy, George. Small step number eight. Walk instead of driving whenever you can. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to help you become a healthier, well, you. Get started at www.smallstep.gov and take a small step to get healthy. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports well we're back everyone and uh, of course we had a great time fan man and myself got an opportunity to speak to a, a great coach and uh you know and produced another great coach that was tommy daniels who was on for the first half an hour with us uh, we're waiting for a, a real good friend of mine, a real good defensive back, all-pro defensive back. Uh, we'll be calling in shortly, uh, Hanford Dixon, who is going to give us uh, some perspective of, you know, how difficult it is to uh, play against a great quarterback and try to stop him because, of course, uh, Hanford and I, we made an attempt to stop Mr. John Elway. An attempt. And we were not successful. And you were not successful. And, uh, of course, uh, but that's okay because guess what? What? John is Are you good one friend? of the greatest quarterbacks to Are ever play the game. Are you John? Uh, how do you be a friend to a man who, who prevented you from getting Super Bowl oh, it's over. You know, it's all over. It's been 20 it's, years, it's man. It's never it's over. You know, that's one thing about it. Oh, it's never over. You know what? That's one thing about it. You know, football is nah. one of those things where it's, I mean, it's, never it's, over. it's hard to put away those wounds. They, they, those wounds, they very seldom do they ever heal. You know, you never get a chance. Like they say, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. I mean, very seldom. You're not guaranteed a you chance. You never get to go a second chance to make a first impression. Never I have. Get, uh, I've who? done that with you, a lot of people. You think you have? I think I have. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I was just looking for my Caesar chicken wrap, and it's not oh, here yet. I'm really boy, upset. Okay, I'm listen. walking around the studio going, "Where's my, where's my?" Food? We don't care about that. Listen, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man, the hungry fan man. Yeah, I'm hungry. He's, I'm, he's, I'm he's drinking. Have, hey, if there's anybody out there that's working at a restaurant. Deliver some food Deliver here. Deliver some food. Is. We need food right now. Yeah, because Where's the food? right now anyway. the food for the Super Bowl, I believe the food is going to be the New York Giants, and I think the New England Patriots are going to You eat. think the New York Giants are going to be uh, – oh, uh, Hanford's here. Hanford, welcome to the show. Hey, man, how you guys doing? Hey, man, how good? How you doing? Man, I'm good. Raiden lost his mind if he think uh, the Giants are going to win this game. No, no I, I said that. No, I said that. Hey, hey, Hanford, that is fan man. Hey, hey, Han- he Hanford. feels that the Han- Giants are going to win. Hanford. Hey, what, what, fan man. Hey, Raiden. Yeah. Fan man, what are you smoking on the air, man? Uh, it's good stuff. You <laughs> want some? <laughs> this, is a, this is a PG show. Hey, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me say one thing. I said, and I was the only one in the country who said it, and I should have gambled it in Vegas, and I didn't do it. When the Giants went into Green Bay, everybody was rooting for Green Bay and Brett Favre, blah, blah, blah. Okay, he's a great quarterback. But you know what? They went in and beat them, and they're going to beat this team, too. They're going to come in. They were on a 10-game consecutive win streak, three games on the road, Dallas, blah, blah, blah. You don't think this team is going to go in there and show the New England Patriots who is king? Hanford, please explain to him why New England is going to win the game. Why, yeah, explain that, Hanford. And i got to let him know, too. I mean, that win streak has got to end at some point, not with the uh, Patriots, but with the, <laughs> with, with the Giants. And I have to say this, I also was rooting for the uh, – for the Packers, because uh, Brett Favre is a friend of mine, and he's old Southern Mississippi boy. So uh, we both went to the same school. So leave him alone. But, but see, you know what? I know. No, I'm saying that he's a, he is a great football player, right. but the, the media goes crazy over Brett Favre. I understand. Okay. I understand. 
But getting back to this thing, guys, I, I, you know, and everybody's got their uh, their opinion. And, and, and uh, if any of us knew exactly what was going to happen, I, I think we all would be uh, a filthy rich right now. But it, it's crazy, man. You just New England right now is just a well-oiled machine. I mean, you just, uh, regardless of what you seem to do to this football team, uh, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, he'll go in at halftime, and I guarantee you by the time he come back out, he, him and his staff, they're going to make an adjustment, and they will have an answer for it. I mean, they're well-balanced football team, offensively, defensively, and uh, special teams, and you're going to need all three phases. And I understand anything can happen. I understand the Giants are playing well right now, but the Patriots, I guarantee you, they're a much better football team. Hanford, uh, do me a favor. Try to explain to those who are out there, are listening audience out there, you know, how difficult is it as, as a corner in the NFL, not, not a safety of which I play, but as a corner in the NFL to play against uh, not a good quarterback, but a great quarterback who may have a great wide receiver like Randy Moss, you know, catching those passes. How difficult and what's the psyche that you try to – how do you try to prepare for that? Well, what you try to do is obviously, uh, I mean, film study and, and – and uh, you just try to know everything you possibly can know about this football team because uh, I don't care who the team is, uh, they're basically going to do what they do best. Now, what, they, what they're probably going to do is they're going to try to disguise it. I mean, they'll try to do it from different formations, but when the day is over, by the time they run the play, they're still going to do what they do best. And uh, as a defensive back, I mean, obviously you just try to know, for instance, when Randy Moss is going to go. Uh, to the bathroom, you want to know it. You want to know when he's going to run his outs, when he's going to run his hook, where he's going to line <laughs> on the football field, how many steps or, or running steps he's going to take, when he's going to do those particular routes. And but Brady, I mean, we got to understand those guys are are they're so sharp. I mean, they're studying us also to figure out how we're going to play different things. But Brady is just a master back there, and I think the key to this football game, uh, obviously, the Giants have a big, big uh, pass rush and a good defensive line. I think if those guys up front can maybe put some pressure on Brady, I agree with you, fan, man. It may be a different ball game, but uh, I don't know. I just think this New England line and this New England football team is just going to rise to the occasion as, as they have uh, this entire football season and uh, pull out another win. Again, they are on a mission and that mission is to go undefeated. Well, that's what you know. What's really good? Both teams are on a mission because one is going to be nineteen and zero or eighteen and one, and the other one is going to be the underdog from the underbelly of the NFL that has come back, and it's almost like a David versus Goliath. So one of them is going to be a, a history maker, and one's going to be a history spoiler. Yeah, because the and, Patriots and, already made history. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you guys. I, I mean, you still, I, I mean, for what Peyton Manning and uh, the Giants have accomplished this year, and Tom Coughlin and his football team, you still, you know, my hat's off to them, too. I mean, you have to give them a lot of credit. I mean, obviously, Ray, and you know, that's why we play this game. I mean, uh, you know, to get to the Super Bowl, and not only to get there, but to win this whole thing, and, 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 and you have to give those two teams a lot of credit. Now, Hanford, you played for the Browns, and... Well, I want to give, uh, I, I uh, give I Hanford the credit that he deserves, because, he, uh, you know, he mentioned the fact about, you know, playing this game, but, you know, as I said, Hanford is... Uh, on the ballot and has been on the ballot a couple times for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Just a great all-pro defensive back uh, teamed up with uh, another great defensive back, and that is uh, Frank Minifield. And and when I saw the game last week, when I saw the the, uh, the NFC Championship game, and I saw Al Harris, and, and I kept hearing different people talk about giving him help. And I can assure you that the mentality of a corner, particularly a person like you, 
I don't think Al wanted any help at all. I think it was just the fact that, that, that uh, Eli was in a zone. And, I mean, the passes were perfect passes. And sometimes, you know, a, a, a great wide receiver is just going to have a good day. Tell and, me a little and, bit about that. And, and that's what happened, Ray. I mean, that's exactly what happened. I guarantee you, Al, you would have pretty much uh, insulted Harris if you would have told him you wanted to give him some help. He didn't want any help. He was, in, he was in the mindset, and you could tell he was ready for battle. I mean, he was ready for battle. He was ready to go up against uh, uh, Plaxico Burroughs. And I tell you what, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was classic. Even it was. Though, uh, uh, Plastico uh, uh, got you know got the better of him, but Ray, you're 100 percent right. I mean, uh, these guys are professional too. Talking about the wide receivers, and uh, that's the mentality of a defensive back. I mean, you have to have a short a short memory. You cannot take that. If if he had another game, he couldn't take that until the following week. You just have to forget it because he's got confidence in his skills. But uh, Al Harris, I mean, he, he he's a he's a good corner and. Uh, uh, and again, it was a classic battle, and I enjoy watching it. Well, I, I tell you what, I, as I said, when I saw that Hanford, it just made me think about my days in Cleveland with you and Manny and, and the fumble and, and the drive and how we came so close. And uh, I'm sure Al felt that same way. But uh, let me ask you something. You know, what about the running game? Yeah, I, I've seen the running game, uh, you know, escalate for, for both sides of the ball. You know, the Patriots, uh, they've been able to run the ball. The Giants certainly have a two-tandem running game. What do you think about the running game this weekend? <laughs> Well, I know this. Uh, you know the Giants got uh, you know that big back. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. It, anyway, this guy reminded me of uh, my rookie season when I came into the league, and uh, and I had to go against uh, you know Earl Campbell broke through the hole. <laughs> Earl Campbell was uh, a big guy. You know, and here I was a rookie man, and but you couldn't tell me nothing. I was a hot shot rookie, and I was, couldn't wait to go take Earl on and just knock him out. And as soon as I hit Earl, I knew I was hurt. And my whole mindset was, hey, man, I just got to get back to the uh, sideline because I can't let them know I was hurt. So I got back and got back to the sideline, but the only problem was I was sitting on their bench instead of our bench. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since then, man, when those big backs come through there, I'm talking, I'm grabbing them, hitting them low and holding on, and Ray, wait for you big safeties to uh, come along and uh, give me some help. But, uh, uh, yeah, and, and that's the key. I mean, the game of football is control on the offensive and defensive line of scrimmage. You guys know this. And uh, whoever, who, whichever team uh, is able to uh, run the football and pretty much set up the run and mix it all in, that's the team that's going to have the success and win this game. Well, I, I just think it's going to be a very exciting game uh, for the fans, for the whole country. Uh, I think everybody's really excited about it. Uh, I know the media here is going crazy. This whole place, Hanford, is just a, a, an absolute uh, disarray. Uh, there's a lot of excitement, and um, you know, where are you, you going to be here in uh, Phoenix, or are you going to be sitting at home? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to fly in uh, probably tomorrow and uh, and enjoy you guys' great city for a few days. And uh, but when the game, when the kickoff comes, I'll be sitting back in cold Cleveland. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Hanford, we are, are really looking forward to you coming here to the Valley. And I, I believe uh, you and I are scheduled to play in, in a golf tournament. You want to talk a little bit about that? How much yes, we are. We Actually, Ray, we're going to play, uh, I think, uh, we're going to tee it off early now, Thursday morning. Okay. And uh, Jim Brown uh, is having a, uh, a uh, big, big uh, golf tournament, and Ray and I, and we put together a foursome. And uh, I think, Ray, you're going to bring a couple of your friends. And uh, we're just going to tee it up, and we're going to play a little bit. So uh, I know Ray is probably, you know, he's a sandbagger. He's probably about three handicapper, you know. But I'll bring that this. You know how to play golf? 
You yeah, know how to play golf, right? Twelve up there and uh, let you beat up on me. <laughs> well, listen, Hanford, uh, you've always been a fairy tale guy. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, but you make dreams come true. Hanford's birthday is hey. on Christmas Day. Really? Yeah, man. Special Christmas young man Day. Right there. Wow. Yes, hey, 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 guys. Yes, yeah. sir. L- let me say this to Ray. Boom, boom. <laughs> hey, somebody got to get him. Yeah, somebody got to get him. him I tell you, listen, hey, Hamper, we appreciate it, man. You can call us anytime. Hey. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, and we have Hamper Dixon on the line. And, uh, Hamper, we're going to have to take a break, man. If you can hold on, we'll catch you on the other side. Okay. Uh, you know what, Ray? If I, you'll let me go, I appreciate it, but I want to thank you guys for having me. Okay, Hamper, we'll, we'll let you go then, and we'll see you Thursday. Hamper, you it was a pleasure, and you're always welcome on the show. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Okay, listening to Voice America Sports with uh, Ray Ellis and Fan Man and, uh, on the Voice America Sports radio network. And uh, I think we're going to be right back after these messages. And uh, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouye and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Beat a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. All righty, we're back. Fan Man's finally eating. Somebody sent this man some food. He has got to be probably the 
the, the, I'm not happy. the number one I'm co-host not. in the world is having lunch on the air. No, I'm Th- this will not be permitted in lunch the future. Fan man will be replaced for eating mm. <laughs> on the I'd air. rather have the food. <laughs> listen, mm. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And it's been a great show. I really appreciate uh, you know having uh, Coach Tom McDaniels on the line and also having uh, all-pro cornerback Hanford Dixon on the line with us. And uh, we're, we're just talking about the Super Bowl. I mean, we have a, a show here. We have a talk show. A talk show? We're not sports reporters. We, we just talk, talk about football. We just, we're just two guys. One guy played in the NFL and the other guy... Is it's a just fan. a fan. You got kicked out of Veterans Day. Hey, there's a New England Patriot fan. Oh, no. There where, he is. Where? In the sky. There he is right there. It's a there. bird. It's, it's a plane. It, there he is. It's a Patriot it's, fan. It's Jeffrey. <laughs> Get up. Look at there he is. Yeah, oh, come in. He can come in and say hi. Come oh, on in. God, he's got, got a picture yeah. sticker on yeah, his wall. He can come in and say hi. He's got what's that thing he's got up on his wall? He has a big helmet there. This big New England Patriot he's helmet a, in here in the studio. Did he pay for that stuff? I don't know what he did. He really paid for that. I think no, I don't know what he did. I think you know I think I think he's a bandwagon. He's a, He's a bandwagoner. He's a bandwagoner? He just jumped on the bandwagon. Well, you know what? A lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon with New England. I'm not one of them. Well, you know, I, you know, I guess I got to give him credit. He's got that, that Boston accent. Mm. I can't even imitate no. it. But he's got that accent. No, he has the Rhode Island accent. It's different. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Well, the New England states. Yeah. You know, we, so. New England has their accent. New York has theirs. And Philly has theirs. What's that, that noise we hear? Are you really eating? Are no. you really eating right here? Okay, we're going to get away from Facebook. This is Internet hey, Radio. Listen, listen it, it is time. It is time, almost time, for us to make some predictions. And I think you made yours. I last already week. made mine. I don't have and to I, say anything and more. I don't, I don't think everybody's been listening to the whole show, so they don't know who I'm going to actually uh, vote for or who root for or, or pick to win the game. But I tell you what, it's, uh, it's a game of interesting facts. You know, and the fact of the matter is, you know, you, you look at these teams, and certainly what they do is, is they have some offense, you know. They're upwards of, of 300 yards each. It looks like uh, New England's putting like 400 and something yards per game together. Mm-hmm. And the Giants are doing something like uh, 311. And, and some other things are happening, too. Their defense is good, you know. Yeah, yeah the rushing is uh, 134 with the Giants, 115 on um, with the Pats. Now, wait. So that means that's not their rushing defense. That's their rushing offense. Uh, they're, they're, uh, I'm reading their offense, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. they're actually, uh, you know, getting 100 yards on the ground a game. I mean, they got it all work, worked out here. It's just going to be. It's a very. It's going to be a that's, good game. That's what Hanford talked what? about. Uh, no, that's what Coach talked about. Balance. Right, you balance. know, when, when you're running, there's a lot of balance and you're teams. passing. Yeah, but that makes it. That makes it difficult to defend against a team when they're successful doing pretty much what they want. Well, to you do. know, you know what I like. Even though I like the Giants, I like to see the Giants win the game. Um, and it's not just because I want to see the Giants win because in, in, in the NFC East. I just want to see a great football game. And I think we're going to all. Everybody in this country is going to be treated to a great football game and a great party on Sunday well, because. One, that's what we want. We want a good football game. Yeah, we want a good football game. And we want if history is made, that's fine. Well, see, you know what? A lot of a lot of media reporters are saying. Well, you know, if your team's not in it, then who do you who do you root for? And it's just a matter of you know, it's not about routing, rooting for a team. It's just a matter of having a good time and watching two great football teams go at it. And no, I don't think that's true. I think it, when it's Super Bowl time, you have to pick a winner. Unlike the NBA championship, unlike the World Series, no. where there's seven game series, well, there's one game to determine who's going to be the champion. Do you think the Dallas? Do you think the Dallas Cowboy fans are sitting down there rooting for any of these teams, or they just? Or, yeah, I, you do it when you get together. You got a Super Bowl party. Okay, who's going to gamble? Win? Who's, who's going to win? win? Who's, who's going to win? No, you're not going to okay. gamble, but you got to take a you got to take a choice. You got to make a team. Come on, pick a team. Well, I, I picked a team, but you know, even if even you're an the, Eagles fan, right? I'm an Eagles fan. But, but who are you rooting for? Yeah, I like to see the Giants win the game. Okay, so but why you know are you what? for the Giants? No, because I just 
Because huh. it's either the Giants or the Patriots. Yeah, it, it's either one of the two. But I just, you know, even even though I don't really care about the Giants or the, or the Patriots because I'm an Eagles fan, I just want to see a great football game and have fun. But, you know, I think if you could at least substantiate your opinion as to why the Giants were going to win, some people out there might understand. A lot of understand. people out there are saying they really don't care. They just want to see a good football game. That's well, all they want. Well, I can tell you why. They want it. It's just a big party thing. People have the excuse now to go out and party, get drunk, you know, have uh, eat good food, stuff your face. It's almost like the, the, you know, Christmas is coming up again, and everybody just, we just have to have this big party, and the NFL has turned it into a big, big party, and the Super Bowl was here back in 1996, and it was crazy, but not as crazy as it is today. It is really, I mean, some of the tickets right now, but they've been saying on the air, uh, $15,000 to get a ticket. Well, if it's 15000 that, That's in a box. And we, we were going to talk about this on the air, that some, a lot of people are being pushed out. They're just like, they don't have the money, or they don't have the connections, you know, and... They, they, you know, they're just going to sit there on their sofa and have a couple people over and and, and, and watch the game. Some people really don't even care. Well, we're, we're going to have a whole show about that, I believe. I think. Our, oh, you want to talk about? That? I think our president is going to set up uh, a show where we're actually going to talk about the price of an NFL ticket. Oh, in oh, I, oh, I didn't Super know that. Bowl. Yeah, in particular. Oh, Super I didn't Bowl. know that. It's no longer is it a game of which the the average fan could attend because it's just uh, you know it's too expensive. But I, I'll tell you what. Listen, you know the reason why I have de- decided to pick a team, I, I, I place it upon merit. I mean, what they did, what did, look at you, when you look at the machine that the New England Patriots have become, there, there's, there's no way you would be wrong if you picked the New England Patriots. And, and, as, and as a person who watches this game, who's played this game, who loves this game, and I have a passion for this game, I've got to go with the New England Patriots. On, on paper, it says New England Patriots. On paper. There are statistics what they do, their success, the way they prepare for a game. It's like you, you got to go. I mean, and, and they've already beaten the Giants once. Right. They've already beaten them. Yep. And so, and I think. There's not know, much more you can say well, about it. Well, and one thing about it, well, but you're going with the Giants. But one thing about it, I think the Giants, you know, maybe they didn't play their best game. Mm-hmm. But, again, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, that Rodney Harrison said that I didn't necessarily agree is the Patriots in that game, the Patriots didn't play Patriots football. I believe they played Patriots football. I believe they did too, you and know? I think the Giants were switching the players right. in and out. I think that was a really good move on Coughlin's well, part. Well, perhaps maybe they could play better, but they played Patriots football that particular day. They're just going to have to step their game up a little bit more because I think that the Giants got a little incentive from the last time they played because they almost won that game, and I believe that you know that was the momentum they needed going into the playoffs. Like you say, Ray. Almost doesn't count. Yeah, but going into the playoffs, they know that they almost beat the best team without question. They thought up, you almost football. beat them too. And so if they knew that they did that, they felt as if we can beat anybody. We can beat anybody. So now well, they're they at the point where okay. they have the chance to see if now they can beat the New England Patriots, which they will not. I think they're going to win the game, and I think it's going to be. I think. I think, and this is my prediction, my opinion. I think it's going to come down to the kicker. It's going to come right down to the kicker for either team. It's going to be a very closely. Uh, fought game. I think the the, the score probably will be, will, be, will be in the 20s, 24 to 21, that type of thing with field goals going back and forth. I think it's going to be an exciting game. Can't wait to come back on next Tuesday to talk about it, Right? It's just going to be so exciting. And I understand that we are going to be on the air again this week 
We just don't know what time and date. We'll have to put it on our MySpace yeah, page. Yeah, we're going to be someplace else. But uh, certainly, I, I can tell you this. If you guys want to email me, you can e- email me at rayellis at rayellisports.com. And you can tell me to tell Fan Man, you know, where to put it at because he's <laughs> full of crap right now. No, but certainly, listen, the, the New England Patriots, you know, they, listen, they, they've just got too many weapons. And I, and I think that uh, Lawrence Maroney is going to have a good game in terms of running think, the ball. I think that, uh, you know, without Wes Welkler, he's, he's going to have a good game, you know, catching passes. I think because of the environment and this atmosphere, it's an indoor facility. I think Randy Moss is going to have a great game. I think I just think it's going to be the, uh, the Patriots football. They're going to have a great game, and they're going to win. Hmm. Well, you know, we'll have to see. Yeah, we will see, and I want you to remember what you said. Even though you were eating, I don't think that distorted your words to the point that we couldn't understand the I'll fact that you again. picked the I'll say it again. I think the Giants are going to win. And, of course, this is Ray Ellis. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network Ellis with the number who? one co-host. Fan man. And, and you Ray say- Ellis is picking the Patriots. And, as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. It's the kicker!